Support for this podcast and the following message come from music in our homeschool. There are so many reasons to include the fine arts in your homeschool, and Gina's passion is to make it both easy for you as a mom and enriching for your child. Learn more about a convenient and engaging way to provide a fine arts credit for your high schooler at BreakthroughHomeschooling.com slash music in our homeschool. Welcome back to the You Can Homeschool podcast, where Pat Fenner and Tracy Hegerman candidly discuss all things homeschooling, the good, the bad, and the brilliant. Go ahead and grab your favorite drink, find a cozy spot, and join this week's lively discussion. Welcome back to You Can Homeschool. I'm Tracy Hagerman, the happy homeschooler, and I'm here with the lovely Pat Fenner from Breakthrough Homeschooling. Today we've got a really interesting topic um, as we're starting out in our new year. Pat has actually become a certified coach, and so we're going to talk today about reaching your goals through coaching. So as a homeschool mom, we know that homeschooling is not just Taking, opening a book and sitting there with your child and teaching them. That's, right. That's a piece of it. But there's so much more than homeschooling. And it usually involves almost all pieces of your life because you're with <laughs> your children 24-7. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do sort of like an interview with Pat to talk a little bit about how coaching can help us as homeschool moms. And Pat's going to talk about some of the services that she provides. And also we're going to talk about alternatives uh, to coaching. If that's not something that um, you can get into at this point, there are other ways to be coached. And anyways, we'll get into that a little bit later. So I'm just going <laughs> to start out here with a few questions. And the first one, I guess, is, so maybe you can just explain why are we talking about coaching for homeschoolers? Like, Right, yeah. I know, because usually when we think of the concept of coaching, at least this was always my my impression, you think of kids, right, in sports teams, because Lord knows with five kids, we had plenty of co- coaches <laughs> on sports teams. And um so that's that was always the the impression I had gotten. But then I I actually spent some time with a business coach who real who made me realize the benefits of coaching and how we can feel stuck and just kind of not know how to move forward and uh, a, a coach can really help with that. And I know that a lot of times you know when I think back I, I didn't kind of even know about let alone embrace the concept of coaching while I was actively homeschooling. But as I went through training for, for certification recently, like all there's situations that came up in my memory that I realized, boy, I wish I'd had a coach to that. You know, boy, I wish I'd had a coach to that because it would have just, I think it would have smoothed out the edges a little bit. And it would have made me feel more confident and empowered, you know, as a home educator. I think that coaching can really benefit moms uh, when they're kind of going through struggles because sometimes it isn't the curriculum and it's not the kids. It's something 
It's holding us back. And I know that coaching is a huge thing that's used uh, for entrepreneurs Mm. because they're running their own business and they don't have oftentimes, you know, someone that they're working with to help them out or to bounce things off of. So I know it's huge. And I always think of a homeschooling mom as like an entrepreneur, a manager who's, who's trying to move forward. So that makes a lot of sense. And the reason, one of the reasons it's big with entrepreneurs is it's really like, as you said, a lot of them are small and it's very helpful to get somebody who's skilled and trained, but doesn't have any skin in the game, in in your game, (laughs) you know, uh, to be able to step back and help you step back and look at your business and maybe your struggles and your challenges with fresh eyes. You know, a lot of times, this is hearkening back to an episode we did about how we sometimes we homeschool moms say we only homeschool or I'm just a homeschooler. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even those attitudes towards what we do and who we are can really hold us back from being effective home educators, which, you know, to play that out further then can limit how we can benefit our kids. Not that we are ruining them or, you know, I'm not trying to put any guilt trips on, on us, uh, but, you know, we, we're always, I would hope, you're always looking to, you know, how, how you can be better, how you can improve things, how you can uh, better serve your kids. And sometimes coaching is a ticket. It doesn't have to be long term either. You know, it can be very specific to help you through like a certain struggle or something. Okay, interesting. So, I, you know, I hear things about coaching and consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think sometimes people use them, you know, they interchange the names, but there is a big difference between coaching and consulting. So maybe you can explain that to us. Yes. And actually, I'm going to add a third C there, uh, counseling. And just imagine them kind of as three circles. I always love Venn diagrams. So like, let's picture this as a Venn diagram. So uh, first to kind of explain our terms, like uh, consulting is very specific. If you are specifically looking for a math program or science program or something like that, you will want to talk to somebody who's, uh, you know, maybe have some experience or trained or professional in, in curriculum. And a lot of, uh, actually a lot of catalogs that have gone online now have curriculum specialists that you can, can talk to. And that's very specific for a, you know, a product kind of thing. Uh, A coach, well, uh, let's go into uh, counseling, of course, deals with our past, right? And and why why we feel the way we do and what messages we're telling ourselves and how maybe our childhood could be impacting what we're doing or how we're feeling today. A coach can take some of that from the um, counseling part, but a coach looks forward. So Counseling kind of looks backward to see how you got to where you are today. And there is a bit of, you know, forward options. How else could you handle things and things like that? But coaching primarily focuses on the forward. So we may think about uh, why we're struggling with a certain particular topic, but it's it's always forward thinking. Well, what can what can you do? Okay. What's something that you can do this week? And it can be very bite size because sometimes change is hard for us, you know, and we might have it, have this ideal of what's the perfect solution to our problem, but it feels so far away and how do we get there? So coaching helps us to kind of put it into bite size manageable steps that we can accomplish, which that's kind of steamrolls, right? Because you accomplish one step and you're feeling a little more empowered and able and capable 
So they'll go back and what's the next step we can do? What, what's the next step we can do? And so you are kind of incorporating a little bit of, uh, you know, perhaps like negative messages. You're telling yourself that, that uh, you know, that, that are prohibiting you from moving forward. But you're not making, you're not falling into the uh, uh, victim mode. It's always the, the counselor's approach, a good counselor, I mean, a good coach's approach should always be that you are, you are the hero of this story. You are the expert on you. You know what's best. A coach will not tell you, okay, this is your homework this week. This is what you have to do. A coach will ask you, what is something that you see that's manageable? What's one step you can take this week? And then keep you accountable to that. So sometimes they, you know, my, and it might be a struggle that you're having with a math, problem, math program. Why are you struggling with that? You might find out in counseling, you got a lot of negativity in your life towards you as a child for math. You felt stupid and people told you, oh, you'll never be a success or whatever. So now that you have to teach math, you've got all those negative messages, you know, coming up, but they don't, they don't have to stop you. They can, you can still move forward. So, you know, some, some, you can move around those, those circles and in the Venn diagram, and sometimes there are issues that overlap. But coaching is always is always going to be looking forward. I, I think what you were saying there about the the hero is the mm. person being coached. So they're the hero. So they're the ones basically finding the solution. And if I'm hearing you correctly, you're saying that the basically the coach is the one who asks the right questions to right. get them on the right path, moving them forward. But they don't answer those questions for right. them. Okay. Right. The other thing that's important too is are the type of questions that the, that they ask because we tend to ask ourselves, especially if we, when we start getting into a negative spiral, why questions? Why do I always do this? Why can't I seem to get over this problem? Why does this come up again? Uh, why, why, why? And why questions tend to have a negative com- connotation for us, especially when we're asking them of ourselves. You know, we never ask ourselves, gee, why do I always succeed at this? Why, you know, it's always the negative. So a good coach will avoid why questions. It's, you know, what can you do? You know, where's your next step? How, all, all the other ones except why, you can avoid why questions because they tend to come with like negative baggage and they're not very productive. It doesn't always help us move forward. Right. Uh, It reminds me of the child who's five years old and keeps coming back and say, (laughs) I need you to do this, but why? And why and why? And it just goes on and on and on. So I guess it means that as we become adults, yeah, the why isn't very useful, is it? (laughs) (laughs) How or what or when or... (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. So can you give us an example of when a homeschool mom might need coaching? Right, right. Well, the you know, the, definitely the math curriculum was an example of how you could pull in the different, you know, aspects. But, you know, suppose you're frustrated with your kid's behavior and if you have teenagers, you're definitely relating to this question, but sometimes with younger kids as well. And you just, you're just feeling stuck. You don't know what to do. What, what can you handle? A coach can help you see, uh, you know, by asking clarifying questions. One question that I might ask is if you had a magic wand how would the situation, the resolved situation, look to you? And and that can really give you just permission to just paint a picture. It doesn't don't don't uh, edit yourself. You know, don't don't limit yourself. Go ahead and just be think of what what would the perfect outcome be. And it's very interesting to see how you, we discover that our expectations are unreal. 
you know, sometimes we have unreal expectations. And so an effective coach would start asking questions like, well, you know, how did you, how did you come up with that? You know, are there examples in your life that this happened? You know, because, and which will connect us to the fact that, well, maybe we're not being quite reasonable. What else is going on in your life right now that can cause you to be frustrated? Because sometimes we're frustrated with our kids, but we're really kind of projecting on them. We're feeling stuck or we're feeling, you know, something's going on personally or inside or maybe with our spouses. And we're kind of projecting that on our kids. And once we realize that, once we talk this through enough, we often get an aha moment and realize okay, well, this is just to be expected. Uh, I'm a little stressed out or, you know, my husband and I had a fight last night and so I'm a little frustrated about that. And that's what's going on. It's really not the kid's behavior. And then we can move on. You know, then, then it's not the big block that we make it out to be because sometimes when we talk it out and have someone else ask us productive questions and, and telling questions and questions that pull out the real issue in us, we can see uh, that, yeah, no, this situation is manageable and I can do this, take this step this week and start working through it. Okay. So if, if I'm a homeschool mom and I'm feeling, um, you know, I, I'm working with my kids, things are going along, but I'm feeling certain frustrations in that, how do I know it's time to reach out for coaching? Mm, that, that's an excellent question. Yes. Uh, I think it's it's important for us to be self-aware and honestly that's a that's a big step because so many of us and myself included you know there's times that we reach a frustration level and we'll just pick up our phone and we'll kind of self-medicate with technology rather than think about how I'm feeling and 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 what's going on I'm just going to scroll through you know Instagram or see what's going on in Facebook with my friends and so we are so out of tune and out of touch with ourselves and our feelings and emotions and what's going on because we tend to dull them with technology. So I think, you know, step one, and it's not it's not a direct answer because there's no overnight snap answer to that, but I think it starts with really being aware of yourself, your feelings, how you're reacting to things on a moment-by-moment basis. And sometimes when we were in, in training, when we had peer coaching, And one of the women that I worked with said she would periodically during the day just put her hand on her heart, which made her slow down. You know, it was very intentional, putting your hand up here and and asking herself, hey, what's going on right now? What are you feeling? Sometimes it's, you know, hey, I'm feeling good right now. Or, oh, I'm feeling a little frustrated. Like, just call it out. And if you're frustrated, you know, what's making you frustrated? If you're feeling good. Hey, what what just happened that that's you know making making me excited or making me forward thinking you know thinking about something that's coming up or whatever and just get into the habit of checking in with yourself and then if you begin to see patterns or you will begin to see patterns and if you see something negative that keeps cropping up you know the kids misbehaved again I'm feeling stressed out and if that becomes a pattern then it might be something that you want to you want to find coaching for just to, so you can. So you don't stay stuck there because it's not healthy to stay stuck. And is coaching something that someone does like long-term, short-term, by the week? How how does that all work? Yeah, well, ideally it's really not, uh, it's not a long-term. It's like you don't need years of, like you might need years of therapy. You don't need years of coaching. But when you're finding yourself, you know, if, if, for example, you're doing that self-check-in and you're finding that there's something that, you know, that keeps coming up, that would, that would be a time to do that. And, uh, 
you really, ideally, with a good coach, should I don't know, four weeks. You know, four weeks should be good. Should be good. Of course, you don't want to put the pressure on yourself. But very often, if you find yourself that you need more than four or six weeks, you might it might be an issue that you'd want to bring to a counselor and to, to get fine tuned. Uh, you know, more specific training on that. Okay, that's really helpful because yeah, the first thing I think is like, yeah, I know this is an issue, but oh, I don't. You know, you a lot of times homeschooling families are on one income or or more recently maybe the mom is having some kind of side hustle or part-time job that they're doing as well and you know between trying to fit it in mm-hmm. <laughs> and and the cost that's always a consideration so Absolutely. that's uh that's very positive when I think about that it's like mm-hmm. you know potentially in four weeks I could have yeah you know, move through this this stage kind of thing okay you were I think alluding a bit to the um concept of self-coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe you can explain that a little bit as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, there are alternatives. Now, there there are other thing options that you could look at, alternatives. Now, I, the, my only caveat in recommending that is a, a coach can re- is really trained to ask leading questions. And very often, uh, you know, we can self-coach. We can have an accountability partner if we, we are able to, you know, once we're able to figure out what steps we need to take to move forward, we can have ask someone to be accountable to, to us. You can self-coach. And, you, and it really what I would recommend in that case, it would be to go ahead and make the investment in starting out with a coach so that you can start developing a bank of questions that you can use for yourself because it's very important. The, the most important thing about coaching is the, the type of questions that you ask yourself. So you don't want to be asking yourself questions that are going to be putting you back in that negative spiral. You need to be moving forward. The flip side is some of us type A's might be make, giving ourselves these, you know, long list of things to do this week, steps to take, <laughs> same here, I'm guilty, that are unreasonable. And then the result, again, is we're feeling bad about ourselves. So we really, we might feel stupid telling ourselves, okay, here's an example of like with one person that, that, I, that I was coaching with during training, his assignment that week, he decided this, you know, we came to this together, but he, he came up with this, was he was going to look up um, three websites where he could upload designs that he was doing. He was feeling stuck. He was a creative and feeling stuck with that. That was it. Just three websites that he was going to further pursue in his next step. Uh, We might feel stupid giving ourselves that, you know, it's okay. I'm just going to do this one thing this week. And, but the point of that is when some, when you decide to do that with someone else and you get the feedback that, yeah, that's a logical next step. That sounds good. You start, it empowers you. It feel, you start, well, yeah, I, okay, I got that done. I set that goal up for myself and I did it. But when you, when you give it to yourself without any feedback, sometimes we feel a little foolish. So there are, you know, pros and cons. But, uh, but self-coaching is something that really you can use once you've got a bank of questions that you know are productive and that uh, will help you move forward and see what might be blocking you. Uh, yeah, that's something that really is a good habit to get into because I, fi- I find that um, it helps us stay out of that negative spiral. If, if, our, if our go-to response is, how am I going to coach myself out of this, as opposed to asking ourselves, why do I always do this or why is this still a problem, you really can head off a lot of issues. 
Okay. There's two things that you that you said you were talking about, you know, the guy looking up three things. And I was thinking, I think for myself, I'm a type personality, absolutely. <laughs> and in coaching, I think what's nice about it is I can give myself way too much to do and feel overwhelmed and then not get anything done <laughs> because I'm overwhelmed. Right, right. Or get everything done but be so frazzled because <laughs> And, and and that is also not maintainable. So I like what you said about the coach is able to sort of help you move towards realistic goals. Like that that really came out to me. That's what it sounds like. The co- the coach can do it at a pace also that makes sense and help help you figure it out. Does it does that is that yes better? absolutely absolutely because we we're so hard on ourselves. <laughs> We're so hard on ourselves. I don't know. You know, I'm speaking from the perspective of a homeschool mom, and that's probably who's listening today. But I think women, too, in general, are just, we're stinking hard on ourselves. You know, it's, I don't know. And that that could be a a whole other conversation about where that stems from. But that seems to be where we are today. And so we don't want to be stuck there. It doesn't serve us well, and it doesn't serve the people we love and uh, you know, interact with every day. It just doesn't. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, you were talking about um, questions, specific questions and the right questions to ask. Um, can you give us a few examples of what are some of those right questions? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, one of them, of course, would be, what are you feeling about whatever the situation is right now? What would be your goal? What would be your ideal way to feel once this once you've overcome this block what's what's one step that what's one step that you that I could take right now or that you know that that I can do right now to try to work through this um and how do I feel about taking that step because one of the things that we don't ask ourselves often is how we feel about doing something you know and and you alluded to that Tracy when you said that you could give yourself a whole list to do and you might even accomplish it and then you're exhausted after that and drained, you know. How does that make you feel? Well, it's not great, and it's not going to be something you want to keep doing, right? So we really do need to be in touch with our feelings, you know, even as home educators. Checking in with your feelings, that's that's something that you can start doing. And, and a question, how am I feeling about this? How am I feeling about the situation? How am I feeling about what I'm planning or hoping to, to do this week once it's accomplished? How does that make me feel? Like, I'm not trying to make this all touchy-feely, but I think sometimes we do have to go to the opposite end in order to find balance. And I think if you're never, if you're not in touch with how you feel about homeschooling, about your kids, about your spouse, about what you're doing, about your role in life, in your family, in your church, in your community, if you're not in touch with those feelings, you start doing things based on what other people want or what you think other people want, and it's and you just lose you. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, really important because I, I know both of us, as we transitioned from uh, homeschool, and I know you still have one daughter um, that you're homeschooling, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. yeah, your identity changes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, having that other person to sort of direct you towards, like, who am I now? Mm-hmm. That that sounds so great because it, it's something we have to figure out. And the other point you were making about, you know, when I was saying, oh, I do the whole list and I feel totally frazzled. Well, the one thing I've tried to be really conscious of is I want to be an example to my kids and I don't want them to see a frazzled mom. 
I want them to have a balanced lifestyle. And yes, there's going to be times that we're exhausted, you know, we're having a poor baby or whatever. That's natural. But if that is always our lifestyle, what? Well, so I, that wraps I love up that. another I, episode I of the You Can Homeschool wow, podcast. Thanks for joining us <laughs> for another candid conversation. Um, for more information yeah. on so, life-changing so, books, um, courses, and coaching services, Sorry, or if it, you it have really a homeschooling does, topic you'd like to hear discussed to in a show, about check our show notes for how to reach out to Pat and Tracy. So much more than just academics. It's easy to throw that around. But it really is. It's, it's not cliche. And your kids, because you're around them, are watching you. And so, you know, think about when you're, when you're if you were watching someone uh, who fell overboard on, on a ship and he was struggling, would you just stand there and say, gee, he really should ask for help? Or, you know, why doesn't he ask for help? He's not, he's struggling, but he's not yelling. Like, so... Put our kid, put you and your kids in that situation. If you are struggling, you know your kids are watching you. Do you want them? Now, of course, you're not going to ask for them uh, help from them <laughs> because that's that's not. But you want them to see you find tools and find ways to get help for yourself because you want them to see. Yeah, it's it's appropriate. It's it's okay. Uh, it's healthy to ask for help when you are in a situation that you need help with. And there's no shame in it. It's taking care of yourself. It's a self-care tool to ask for help and look for help when you need it. And you want your kids to grow up doing that too, right? You you don't want to see them struggle as adults and being either too proud to ask for help or or ashamed or just like, hey, I can do this. I don't need help. When when it's clear they do. And, and they'll so they'll model what they see. Mm-hmm. And really, if, if you think about the cost of a coach to get you over a hump that you might be going through. There's a bigger cost that you could have by not doing it because you real, you know, it ripples everything that we, all our decisions. And so, you know, I think I'd rather, and, and honestly, like, like you, Tracy, I didn't have this concept. I didn't know about this. And, you know, when I had kids at home and I was sometimes thinking, you know, that situation I was in, yeah, that would have been a good idea. That would have been a good way to get over that a lot easier, less painful and yeah. productive. Say yeah, save time and energy mm-hmm. and all of that. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Okay, mm-hmm. so is there anything else you wanted to share with us, Pat, about um, your coaching program or coaching in general? Well, if you, uh, yeah, I I love coaching, and and I was one of those people like like you said uh, earlier here that kind of con- confused consulting and coaching, and for many years I kind of use them interchangeably, but, uh, you know, it was really personally beneficial to me to get that training in what coaching is and how to use that on myself and with, you know, with and for others. Um, and so I have, so there are two packages that I offer with coaching or consulting, very different. And, uh, you can you can sign up. I'll, I'll leave the link in the um, show notes for my calendar because I do do a thirty a free thirty minutes, uh, you know, phone call. You can we can talk about uh, deciding if, which one you might need, mm. and uh, that's that's no charge and just kind of give you a little bit of clarity with whatever your situation is. So, and uh, if for those of you maybe you've listened to a few of our podcasts, maybe you haven't. I just want to say Pat is one of the most. Uh, She's so good at listening, so she gets it. That's what I love about Pat. Like, 
before we started podcasting, we, we started uh, sort of as accountability buddies as we were writing books and she could hone in so quickly on where I was stuck, <laughs> which was always really helpful. So I just want to put that in there. You're, you're in good hands if, if you do coaching you. or consulting with Pat and she's got a wealth of experience and information just waiting there. So anyways, <laughs> I hope you take advantage of that. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the endorsement. <laughs> this was an unpaid, unsolicited endorsement. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's it for today. Yeah. So we'd love it when you tune in to listen to our podcast. And if you are thinking of uh, you know, a question or a particular type of topic that you'd like us to cover, we have SpeakPipe that you can leave us a message. We love hearing from you. So check our show notes for all the details on Pat's coaching. And hopefully you'll hear us <laughs> next week. Take care, everyone. You can homeschool and it could be really awesome. Absolutely. Bye-bye, everybody.